0: Let's do this podcast
1: then. I'm ready to do some pardon.
0: Who's ready to do some pardon? Who's ready to do <laughs> some pardon? All right. Hello and welcome back to the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Sports Media's number one Joel Linton correspondent, it's Mr. Mike Preston. Hello. And to his immediate left, on the computer screen at least, already smiling because he knows what's coming, is the trillion tosser, Mr. David Harris. Hi, Will. <laughs> Hi, listeners. <laughs> listeners, guys, it out. Um, how are the two of you? You all right?
1: Not too bad, mate. Yourself?
0: I'm okay. Dave, you look like you're at death's door.
2: Yeah, I've been a bit ill the last few days, Will. But I mean, I was looking forward to this podcast, and then another nickname gets thrown thrown out, and I'm not sure.
0: That... You've had a you've had a COVID test, Dave.
2: Yeah, tested negative, luckily. Uh, sorry, Not sorry. for Stay the first positive.
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stay positive, Tested negative, the David Harrod motto. Um, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you've turned up probably thinking they're probably going to recap the FA Cup, dear Lord, what they're going to talk about. I'm going to let you in behind the, behind the curtain. and pulling it back, Dave. Look at me pulling back the curtain. Like I'm some kind of weird mime. Um <laughs>
1: Not sure how good podcast content
0: that makes. No, terrible, terrible. <laughs> um, that being said, pulling back the curtain. To us. I don't know about the rest of you viewers, but I I found the 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 FA Cup to be dull duller than before this year. Like, the early rounds are always pretty dull. Like, I know people were getting really excited to watch Marine play Tottenham, but watching. Sp- Spurs B team beat Marine five nil. Sort of takes the fun out of it for me. I, I just want to really want to see like one of these teams to go full strength against them and just whack them like fourteen nil. I want to see Harry Kane break the record for goals in a game. That's what I want to see.
1: In fairness, Klopp did try against the sixteen. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not saying anything because Lamp's played Havertz and Werner versus Walkham. <laughs> so can't really <laughs> I didn't say anything.
1: The score of that. That's how much I follow the FA Cup. Four this weekend.
0: Uh, I, watched, I watched the game and until Dave said 4-0, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I did enjoy Mark Schwarzer saying on the commentary, that Z H is like a new signing since he came back from his injury. I'm like, because he is a new signing, <laughs> Mark uh, we Was one of the uh, people in the game going to feature in our topic today? Yes, they are. Anyway, what we've decided to talk to talk talk to talk about today is, much like a few... Months ago. Feels like years ago now, doesn't it, boys? We discussed the 15 greatest Premier League players. We're going to discuss today the 10 worst Premier League signings of all time. <laughs> um, we've, we went away and we all sort of had our own sort of ideas about what makes a really bad signing. But we've, we came together to pick the 10 and we pretty much unanim- unanimously were agreed on eight yeah um i mean some of us felt stronger but we just sort of decided that those eight had to be in there and now we're also going to debate the last two slots but as with ever, we'd love to hear from you so please talk to us on all the socials at in and around um about what's your worst ever premier league signing because i guarantee it will be one of these um dave when you were picking the your worst premier league signings Mm -hmm. um what were the kind of criteria you were looking at?
2: Uh, criteria I was looking at mostly was financial financial aspect of it. Like, obviously, I know obviously with you being a Chelsea fan, might be a manu fan. Uh, some of the amounts for signings for my players might not be that much, really, in the context of transfers. But for the teams that signed them, it was a lot of money. Uh, and it went pretty disastrously uh, for some of the ones also, you've got to obviously look at how many games they played. Like, if they signed a player who never really broke into the team for whatever reason, uh, obviously, pretty horrific signing if they're not even playing. Um, so, yeah, most of my signings, to be honest, didn't actually play that much for the clubs that signed them. Yeah, um, that was my criteria, really. Big, Mike,
0: yeah. what about what about for you? What were you looking at? Similar to Dave? Um, yeah, fairly similar in a sense. I, I was
1: going for decent financial outlay for very little output from the actual player. So um, a few of them, ha- there's obviously a bit of a Man U bias from me because I remember some of the
0: yeah.
1: poorer signings that we've made. I think the same will be the case with Will and Chelsea. Um,
0: <laughs> you could say that again.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. It, my, I mainly went down the route of how much it cost the club for... What they actually got out of it, basically is what I was sort of looking at
0: <laughs> um it was similar for me, um like you say, Mike about and Dave, about the finances um that was a major part of it for me. I think kind of like um and we will talk about some free transfers, but free transfers were kind even with the wages being um exorbitant in them, I sort of like didn't really think about them because they just the up, not having the upfront cost just made them a little bit more palatable except for one which we will talk about later <laughs> um but we sort of again it was how good were they for the club how, well how bad were they to be honest and for, the key thing to me was how long the transfer the bad transfer affected the club so for example um uh if i was for ex- if we were talking like um mutu for example who's not one of the the 10, although I'll make the case for him later. Um, he didn't affect the club for quite as long as some of the other players on this list did. Um, but before we start with an honourable mention, Mike, you wanted to talk about Ali Deer, who's not one of our 10, but talk to us about Ali Deer.
1: What, what a champion. He's got to come up in the, this sort of podcast, to be fair. Um, so he, he signed for free with Southampton when Graham as was in charge. Um, and Again, it's a free transfer, so not too much outlay for Southampton. However, he essentially tricked Craig Sooness into thinking that he was the, the uh was it cousin or something of Cousin, George yeah. George Weyer. Yeah. Um and that he he played um for PSG and then a German second tier team. <laughs> <laughs> which is all absolute rubbish. <laughs> so Soonas brought him in on trial and then Days later, put him on the bench for Southampton when they were playing Leeds. Um, incredibly, in that game, Matt Letizia, who we'll obviously all know, got injured after about half an hour. So, Sune sends on Ali Deer for his Premier League debut, which also... Um, he was, at best, a non-league footballer. So, you can imagine what this looked like running around the, uh, the field for 50-odd <laughs> minutes. He then got subbed off again, Emmanuel Aboué style, because Soonest realised how crap he actually was. Um, and he never played again, what, unsurprisingly.
2: What year did he sign in, Mike? Do you know?
1: Um, no, but I, f- I think it was around about
2: 99, 2000-ish. Oh, really? I was going to say, because... If, he, if this happened in like 1996, it's even more audacious because I think George Ware actually won the Ballon d'Or in even 1995 or 1996. Uh,
1: 96, 96. It oh, was so,
2: that same year. That so same somehow year? George Ware's just won Ballon d'Or. Southampton have this guy. Like, it's amazing to me that they didn't speak to any of these clubs <laughs> that he claimed to have played for. That's one thing that still gets me in this. You'd think you'd think they would know people that may have heard of the guy.
1: In that, in that same season he went on to play for Gateshead, so if you want to know what sort of level <laughs> he was at, that's, that's where he really was. He made eight appearances for Gateshead, he then signed for Spennymoor United next year and actually didn't appear for them at all. So, <laughs> so, so that's where, that's where his, his level was.
0: FYI, viewers, um, literally every one of player we discuss someone involved in the transfer could win Wazak of the week but Graeme <laughs> Souness wins Wazak of the week this week for letting Ali Dere on the pitch because Jesus wept
1: <laughs> like it's still him- a great story still now
0: like the thing is uh, my favourite thing about it is that he watched him in training and then was like yep yeah, yeah. We got doing in
2: training to get get
0: a deal. That's what I want to know. Well, he probably was just running, and he was like, and the, obviously they were watching Matt Letizio play, so they'd never seen running before. So, <laughs> oh, dear. Right, so ladies and gentlemen, to get underway here, um, we're going to start off with Mr. David Harris is going to take. Whenever you ask Dave what's the worst Premier League signing, he always brings up this name. And I must admit, until I've asked Dave this question, I've never, ever, ever think of this person at all. I I just totally blanked out that he played football. But Dave, you were very keen for us to have Ricky Van Winks, Wolfswinkle. God, I can't even say his name.
1: That's how good he was.
0: But do you want to talk us why he's such a, a bad transfer?
2: Yeah, he's just... The definition of a terrible signing, really. Uh, Norwich signed him in 2013 for a club record. Uh, I, th- I think it was around 10 million plus add ons, amounting to 12 mil in total. Uh, it had a good goal scoring record, but one of those players where he's not really played in one of the top five divisions before. So when he comes to the prem, it's always going to be a bit, he's either going to do well or he's, he's going to be horrendous. He scored on his debut, so great start. Great uh, header. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice um, goal, yeah. Fodg, um, yeah. didn't score again that season. So, 25 <laughs> games, one goal. Uh, he was also put on, like, pretty decent money, uh, I would imagine. I can't name specifics, but it was a, supposed to be a decent contract, given that he was their record signing. Yeah. Um, end of the season with 25 games, one goal. Norwich got relegated. and As you can imagine couldn't score goals. Um, they basically signed Gary Hooper in this season as well. And Gary Hooper was actually okay. But when they got to January and they needed to sign another striker, they couldn't because of the money they'd pumped into Van Walswinkle. Um They obviously got relegated that season. They loaned him out a couple of times and they ended up selling him for, I think like a million in 2016 when he still had another year left on his contract. Um, yeah. I mean, for, Ten million isn't huge in context of most, most teams, but for Norwich that's a lot of money. Obviously bought him in to do one thing and he couldn't do it and then made a huge loss on him as well. And the money they spent meant they couldn't look to basically save themselves in that January window. So truly awful signing in my opinion.
1: Can I just read you Chris Hutton's comments on signing Van Wolfswing? Oh Jesus Please. Christ. Ricky's profile is a perfect fit for us. He's young, <laughs> ambitious, and a proven goal scorer. He oh, has an excellent right. goal scoring pedigree, and he's a young man very keen to continue his personal progression into playing England. Oh no! To be fair, to, to be
0: fair, looking
1: to, looking to, to be it fair, to it was really he'd, good. He's got believe.
0: twenty-eight and fifty-five for Sporting.
1: He had eighty-two and one hundred and eighty-eight in his career before he signed at Norwich. They're so, so not bad, that's, actually. That's not terrible. That's pretty good.
0: Pretty um. Good. I think I think a lot of players on this football, or a lot of players on this list. Uh, you going to look at them and they're they're just they're done now as players. But like to be fair to Ricky Van Wolf, Wals- yeah, yeah, he's
2: still actually okay.
0: Um, no, and what's really impressive is he's back playing football because he had a brain aneurysm in 2019, and he's he's back oh, yeah. playing playing football now. So he's he, oh,
1: wow.
0: he's quite a, he's quite a good story just in terms of like fighting through it all. But I mean, playing under Chris Hughton at Norwich. Wasn't a fun job. They, I mean, they never replaced Grant Holt, did they? Yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, analysis on Norwich. But um, Mike Van Wolfswinkel for you. Is this the like the perfect like promoted club makes a bad transfer and just buggers it all at once?
1: Pretty much, because I mean, like we just said, it kind of should have worked. And when he scores one in twenty-five or twenty-eight, that yeah, you, obviously. We say it about teams at the bottom. You need someone who's going to get you goals. If the guy you've brought in to get you goals is not scoring any at all, apart from yeah. his debut, you're in big trouble. Yeah. I think uh, I think Norwich only scored about 28 goals the whole season.
0: Well, they were playing under Chris Hewton, so it's not a surprise. That's yeah. Less than
1: one that's a game true. is not going to keep you up. I'll yeah. tell you that for free. No. Yeah,
0: um, It's a good start. Um, I'm going to go second, if that's all right, Mike. Uh, yeah. And I, I've I I don't There's know which one for this all day. I don't know which one I'm gonna pick.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
2: can um, think of the team. That's particularly. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna start with with the goalkeeper because it. Cause I I don't think this is as bad as the other one. So, I th- I think we were all unanimous in picking Kepper. Yep. And, I think with Kepper. So the money's obviously a fact. It's a record for a goalkeeper. Um, it's like 70-odd million. Um, the th- the thing is with Kepper, what makes it worse for me is the context in that Chelsea waited the whole summer for Courtois to return to training. He didn't. So they had to run out and buy a keeper. And in the same transfer window, Liverpool got Alisson for less of a fee. Yeah. And when you consider that, you're like, oh, it's already on a, it's already on a bad run because none of us, none of us are the biggest fans of Spanish football. But you've heard of the premier keepers in the Spanish league, and Kepper just wasn't on your radar. At no,
2: he wasn't. He wasn't. I had no
0: idea who he
1: was, and then he turned up for a record
2: free. I'm, I'm not even sure his record was ever that good at Bilbao. No, it's I a mean, weird thing.
0: I mean, there were a few. There were the, the things you said with him was. He would, they were like, oh, he's young and he's a good distributor. And you were like, OK, right, this is the way Maurizio Sarri coming into the club. He wants to play, he needs to keep like that. And then Chelsea went and gave him a seven-year contract, which, like, you think of the only seven-year contract you've heard is his and Alan Pardews, and neither aged well. Like, I think Alan did,
1: Pardews only just finished, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, it has. But you go, from, you go from signing this guy on huge money... And his first season, you watched him and you were like, I'm not convinced by him. He d- doesn't come for crosses. He's had a few good performances, but a lot of the time he's, he's not playing very well. And you think to yourself, you think to yourself, OK, maybe this is like David De Gea's first season where he's going to get better. And then the next season, one of the worst goalkeeping seasons I've ever seen. I came on here and I was sick of him every week. Honestly, it Kepa it was enough to make me not want to watch football. He was,
1: so Will, Will manages to pick a podcast topic that he has to discuss him again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's very rare you hate a player that plays for your club, but I hate Kepper, and like I didn't like him as a player, and then when I watched him refuse to come off the field in the Carabao Cup final, Ooh. I was like, you're just an you're an egotistical asshole, and I was just I was done with him, and. The finances are bad, the play was bad and the fact of the matter is Chelsea are eventually going to release him and he's going to go play for some lower league Spanish club and they make like a £70 million loss on him and he will go down as possibly the second worst transfer in Premier League history after Chelsea's first. (laughs) Uh,
1: As we said in the build-up, you could have done a whole podcast of these on Chelsea alone.
0: I could have, yeah. In fact, I didn't even look at a different club for about 15. I was like, Maratta! Carly Boonaroo, Sean Wright-Phillips, Bogart. Um, but yeah, for you two, Kepper, total disaster, eh?
1: Yeah. Nightmare.
0: I, I, I mean, as I
1: said, I'd never heard of him. So 70-odd million on some bloke plucked out of Bilbao
0: seemed a bit wild. And then my, it turned out it really was wild. My problem, My problem with that was like... I was, I was watching it and like seventy million, they're like, Oh black's oh Black's release clause is ninety million or something. They were like, mm-hmm. like, pay hey, the extra fucking twenty. Yeah. Just do it. Like if Instead you're of in, getting Kepper and Mendy, you could have had all Black. Yeah. For the same price as the two yeah. of them. Yeah. Not that he'd have joined, of course. Not <laughs> he, he was probably looking at it thinking, I'm not playing behind Alonso in defence. I won't keep any fucking clean sheets. Um Alonso not on this list. No. But um Mike, talk to us about One of your ones that's a definite.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I'll start with Mr. Berahino.
1: (laughs) 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 West West Ham to Stoke. I think this is is one most people would have expected here, I'd imagine. Um, Twelve and a half million for Stoke, which is not a small fee. I know they spent a bit around this time. Um, He scored zero Premier League goals for Stoke three in the championship, which showed how well the transfer aged for them. Um, He had three years at Stoke. All very, very disappointing. Um, He now plays in Belgium for a club called Charleroi, who I also had never heard of. So you learn something new every day. (laughs) And actually, I think previous to this transfer, Spurs wanted him. So imagine how his career could have gone.
2: yeah, it could have been him a and Peter on and wingy.
1: wingy, it was all the, happening whole, down at the, Hawthorns.
2: the whole saga with Berrahino is a very yeah. interesting one. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's what makes it, I think, a really bad, even worse. Because even his forward dropped off at West Brom and they were playing him intermittently even before he went to Stoke. He
1: was pretty much playing in the reserves at, at West yeah. Brom, wasn't he? Before he went, yeah, because and he, spent, he spent 12 and a half million on this guy and expecting to hit some sort of form again which clearly he didn't unsurprising to most i guess (laughs) um and yeah now now he he left on a free so they made a loss of 12 and a half million on uh on him
0: pretty bad he stuck around and they they had to pay for him because i remember at the time i had a mate of mine who was i well has made him on at the time though he was a stoke fan and i remember he was excited about berahino
1: like he was excited about
0: him. Like, um, and, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple of Stokes signage from the um, the Mark era, like like you pointed out, Brez, like in M- Bula, for example, and and I always think of Vimmer as well. Um, yeah,
1: there was a lot around this time. Wasn't yeah, it,
0: well, they were spending, but they weren't spending well. Um, but Dave, it's part of the reason with Berehino that when he burst through onto the scene, he burst onto the scene. He was he was <laughs> such a he was. He was such, like, an interesting prospect, in a way. Yeah,
2: I mean, just quickly, I think they signed him on, like, a five-and-a-half-year deal, so he was supposed oh, to be there till like, 2022. Oh, Even though they chose to get rid of him on a free, they they paid him a lot of money. I remember, obviously, it went to court. Uh, still, obviously, in the millions that they had to pay him as well. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting it's... one. My thing with Barahino is, at West Brom, that one season where I think he got, like, 12 14 Prem goals looked really really good and then he got linked with big big teams his attitude fell off entirely which i think for anyone looking to make a transfer surely is a red flag anyway uh just like if he gets unsettled he's not in a player's way to prove himself he'll just basically stop he had training issues at west Brom. where he wouldn't turn up to training and stuff anyway then Stoke, for some reason, put loads of money. Like we'll get the player that hadn't been like this for like a year and a half, and Senil he's going to hit the ground running. Also, loads of controversy at Stoke. I think
0: drink driving. He got
2: arrested for drink driving, didn't no, he? No, no. And he also was like wouldn't turn up to training. Uh,
0: Shot some
2: yeah. Lo- stuff with Barahino, he put like, on a stuff lot of weight, Snapchat he? of him injured, but like at parties and stuff. Didn't I've he been... shoot
0: someone with a BB gun as well?
2: I don't know. Uh, I associate...
0: With as Cole, Could so. be Ashley Cole. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm not actually sure.
0: If we were doing a list on best signings, there we go, Mr. Yeah. Ashley Cole's in there. Um, great
2: disappointing.
0: Really disappointing career for um Perahino.
2: He's still Perahino. only, what, like 28? Yeah,
1: something like that. Uh, 27. There's, a couple, there's 27. a couple in here that... That will get mentioned that you you think are older than they are because of they had a promising start and then they just fell off a cliff when whenever yeah. the the move made.
2: Even Van Walswinkle is only thirty one. Yeah. <laughs> seven and a half years since he signed for nine.
0: Yeah. Um, moving on though. Um, Dave, I'm gonna let you take one of our oh, yeah. uh, our ones up there.
2: Uh yeah, I'll go go for a bit of an older one. Uh, not. Yeah, I'll save, save my other one. Uh, Bosco Balaban for Aston Villa, mm-hmm. uh, basically a Croatian striker signed him for seven million in two thousand one, which I saw is around the equivalent to about thirty million in today's market. Thirty million, market. yeah. He played eight wow. times in two years, never scored. Um, <laughs> I, and when I say eight uh, eight times, he only managed to start one game because uh, he had like fitness issues and training issues is i did see his minutes uh not not pretty uh <laughs> i think his average 100, 138,
0: 138 scoreless minutes across eight appearances
2: yeah pretty horrific uh and basically the whole transfer ended where i think they signed him in january and he had a contract for i think it was like four four years or four and a half years and basically it got to the point where he wasn't playing because he wasn't performing in training and they had talks with him and basically said, if you don't like, I don't want to play for the first team. I just want to stay in the reserves. And he threatened to stay in the reserves. So they had to like go to court to basically pay him out of his contract. And he left on a free transfer uh, December, 2003. I think he went back to Croatia and his, I don't believe that he ever really resurfaced at any top club, which shows you like the, when I say top club, not even any real top division. So it sort of shows you his pedigree anyway when they signed him. Um, And I know you had an interview with 442. He basically claimed that it wasn't his fault, like Villa signed his player and wouldn't play him. But obviously when a player's only starting once in two years. uh, I think there's, The trainings,
1: yeah. I
0: I think it's quite an interesting one, this one, because he's, it's obviously like, when we were talking about Van Walsken earlier, about the hallmarks of a mistake a club makes, and it's almost like the checklist of things where you go, oh, no, that's probably not going to be a good one. And you look at, he's coming from the Croatian League, and it's like, it's a tough, it is a tough adaption. From over there to over here, for example, it's quite the step up. He was quite, he was quite young. He was twenty-two. Um, there was a managerial change as he got there, and you're like, mm. you're like, oh, this is just. It. I know he he puts it on Villa, and I'm sure he probably didn't cover himself in glory with the end. But I I think this is an example of like how we we look at some we look at some of these players and like kind of like with Kepper as well, where a lot of this is just the problem of the recruitment department and the scouting department as much of the players because like what a disaster to sign a player and then for him to play 138 minutes 138 minutes if now you're going to
1: spend that much sorry if you're going to spend that much on a player surely you do a bit more due diligence and you, you've got to find a yeah. bit more about these people 30 you, million for villa at the time was seven it was, well, what it was yeah, so yeah. the equivalent of yeah i mean
0: that's that's it's a big outlay for
2: Villa. It's a lot of money, a lot of money. Dave, they also put him on 20k a week uh, at the time, which oh. back then huge money. Um, yeah. sort of shows how, <laughs> particularly how at that age, it was.
0: Yeah. Particularly at that age, like it, it just it just goes to show you that you like you read you read the behind the scenes of like scouting and buying a player now, and it it's totally different, isn't it? It's completely different. Um you just look you like again if we're not sponsored by them, go go and read the athletic and some of the articles they did on the some of the summer's biggest signings like and the, the depth that these players go the recruitment departments go to with like psyche valves and things like that. It's very interesting. Now, do you want to talk about a uh, scouting a recruitment department royally buggering it up? Yes.
1: Right, that's what we're here for, pretty much. That is
0: what we're <laughs> here for.
1: <sighs> you going or am I? Cause we can I'm, both I'm do I'm this. Going, one. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going.
0: Mike. I want you to picture. <laughs> some, I want you to picture something. It's yeah. the it's the summer transfer deadline day. A younger Will is there, looking at his phone, thinking Chelsea are talking about Chelsea just coming off a league title. Where do they need to strengthen? Well, realistically, we could do with a better left back. We've been linked with Alexandra. There's talk of it going through. 60 million. Bash. Be really good. Be really good. Would would catapult the team. Catapult the team. Instead, I look at my phone, Mike. I look at my phone. And I'm seeing Danny Drinkwater. Signed for Chelsea for £35 million. £35 million. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a lot of money for a guy there was no market for. That's a guy (laughs) But I'm like and then i then you do what you do. You do what you do as a fan. You try and sell the transfer to yourself. Like you try and go like, well, no, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, let's see if we can do this. Like I remember when Ross Barkley signed the same window, I'm like, he's still young. Good fee, got potential, that's not bad. The only thing that the Chelsea journalists could get for Danny Drinkwater was, yeah, he's an okay player and he did well in a two with N'Golo Kante before, but Chelsea have already signed Bakayoko to play in a two with Kante. Chelsea have got Fabregas to play in a two with Kante. What are they doing? And I think that was the, the whole thing about Danny Drinkwater's career. Like he, he had one moment against um, Stoke who were woeful where he scored this outrageous goal but he barely played. He just flitted with being injured. And then the next season, Maurizio Sarri was like, well, I don't I don't fancy you and you're out of here. And since then, he's literally sat in the reserves every year collecting 100k. And we've got to the point where on these last two loans at Villa and at Burnley, he played so badly and then got into trouble with drink driving and beating up people in clubs that he got that Chelsea can't get a loan for him anymore. Chelsea can't get Danny Drinkwater out, That club tries, they might. Literally, all he does now is comment on the other Chelsea players' Instagrams. That's all he does. So um, he's professional
2: for. And kicks out as 16-year-old Spurs player.
0: Yeah. Like, he gets Ooh, sent yeah, off in reserve bad, things. That. Like...
2: I mean, it was bad both ways, but as a seasoned professional, he shouldn't be reacting like that. Uh,
0: just... The the Danny Drinkwater thing is it, it's just it's emblematic again of like really bad recruitment policy. I'm just thinking we need to just get players in the door. Short termism. What are we doing? Like you think to yourself like who did they ship out on loan so they could sign Danny Drinkwater in the two? Ruben Loftus Cheek, Nathaniel Chalaber, players who performed for Chelsea, knew the system, had done it the year before under Conte. It's just bad. It's just a bad signing. And the worst thing is, it's so much financial outlay. And it's not even... The difference between this and Kepper, is at least with Kepper, he played. And at least with Kepper, he played, he played really well in the Europa League. Won us a penalty shootout. Terrible player. But at so least... You did he
1: did actually played. need a goalie as well. He did signed actually him. need a
0: goalie, yeah. He
1: <laughs> yeah. didn't need a mid when you signed <laughs> Drinkwater. It's just shite, isn't it? No.
2: Just starting to bring up uh, the two clubs you loaned him out to. At Burnley, didn't he get in a fight in a kebab shop or something? Yes, he so did. He home. Uh, and with Villa, he <laughs> ended up either headbutting or punching Jota in training. So really, all-round great guy.
0: <laughs> we we actually had an in and around trip for Danny Drinkwater's debut, didn't we? We saw him play um, against Man City yes, at Villa Park. They lost. Was it six-one? 6-1, Six, one,
1: Six, one, yeah. yeah. He was, was dreadful. That, <gasps> that, was a, that was a sign Wokeful. of things to come. Good grief, he was bad.
0: But like, when 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 the only reason for you signing him appears to be he played well with Kante three years yeah. prior, <laughs> like, <laughs> something's gone wrong. Something's gone horribly wrong. That to me is, it's, it's, I can't look past it. I just think it's woeful. But Mike Breslin... Talk to me about your other one.
1: Yeah, it's hard to follow that up, especially with a free transfer, which I'm I'm going to try and follow ah, up with.
0: Not a free transfer, technically, because they swapped him, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, kind of a free transfer, kind of a swap deal. Uh, Mister Alexis Sanchez arrived at Old Trafford. Oh no! In exchange for Henrik Mkhitaryan going the other way to Arsenal. Now I will just point out before we start on Sanchez that neither of these moves worked out for uh, for either club. No,
2: that's very true.
1: Um, but Sanchez was certainly the worst, given the wages that he was on. I, I believe it's been reported up to around 400k a week. I'm I'm, I'm willing <laughs> yeah. to settle about about 350. We'll go with. <laughs> so. <laughs> You can almost pay Danny Drinkwater's wages for a month with that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, obviously left after two seasons to Inter Milan on a free. Uh, pretty much just Instagram posts of his dog while he was at United. Don't really think there was much going on on the pitch. Three Premier League goals, six assists in two seasons. Um, He was expected to... Find some sort of form, given how decently been at Barcelona and then Arsenal. Yeah, Um, but but you you feel like he was starting to decline at Arsenal as well. Yeah, United decided to give him a ridiculous contract.
0: Yeah,
1: when it was reported that City were apparently interested, I I think Pep's just had a little. I said it before. I think I think think he's just, chucked his hat in the ring to put the price up for United, and and we fucking nibbled like the morons that we are. I think I
0: think the worst thing for me about this transfer is we talk a bit about expectation and that you talk about like Alexis Sanchez in the year's prior like you can make a claim that he, he was he was on that level with Eden Hazard as the best player in the league like certainly certainly he's like his goal production ver- versus like Hazard for example is was preposterous from the wing. he was so good um, that when when man united bought him I was like oh my Okay, is this the one that stops them from being a top four contender into maybe being a title contender? And it just, it was just a big flop. Dave? Yeah, it was just...
2: I still remember that dreadful piano announcement, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, just the fact there was so much... Yeah, free transfer, but arguably at the time... Well, I'd imagine at the time probably made him the highest earner in the whole league, and then you didn't really get yeah. Really, didn't get any sort of bang for your buck, if you like. He just wasn't very good at all. Um, Disappointing, really, because I used to like Alexis Sanchez at Arsenal, but yeah, and you've let him. He has left the club, right? Finally, or is he still out on loan?
1: No, I think he went on a free. He was loaned there first, and then I think he did go yeah, on through. I assume we're probably paying part of his wages because yep. I don't think Inter will
0: be. Here. So do you we're want still, to
1: know? We're still trying to pay off that bloody transfer. They were paying.
0: They were paying him 200k a week when he was on loan in Europe for Inter. Paying yeah, I don't.
1: I don't see why Inter would accept anything less than that. Still. Well, yeah.
0: do you want to know what? Do you want to know what his contract was? Well, well, right. 391,000 per week, with 75k in appearance bonuses. <gasps> no. And a 1.1 million annual bonus.
2: Oh my word! He scored
0: three Premier League goals, like you said.
2: Oh my god!
0: But the thing was, he didn't fit into any style of play. Like, it, he just didn't suit that cancer attacking style that. United were sort of trying under Mourinho but then also even made even worse under Solskjaer it just didn't suit it it was it was was one of those it felt very much like a Galactico signing in a way if he plays twice
1: a week it's over half a mil (laughs) (laughs) a week
0: (laughs) imagine if he scores a goal too well it didn't happen often but (laughs) yeah luckily for United that didn't really happen well, I think the thing, the other thing with this transfer is, you remember at the time there were all these like there was all this talk of like, oh, he doesn't really get on with anyone in the dressing room. He's just a bit of a weird bloke.
1: Well, no and, wonder if he's getting half a million.
0: A yeah, no, it's just, it's just you want to talk about like again, doing a, doing a podcast like this just on a team. United are probably number two in the league for this.
1: Oh yeah, we, we you could do a podcast on us as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, but um. Who did the best out this move? Do you reckon Arsenal or Man United?
1: Where is Mikatarian now? He's playing at Still there? Roma. Did they get a fee yeah. for him? Or well, I, I, don't doubt I don't know. but it's it's more the fact that I'd imagine lost. Arsenal did better because if because they couldn't afford to pay uh, no. Sanchez what we did, yeah, um, and at least Mkhitaryan scored eight goals for Arsenal,
0: yeah. Right, Dave. I'm not going to come to you next because I'm going to read. I'm going to read this one because this next one—it's
2: <laughs> just wild, isn't it? I know what's coming.
0: This is this. <laughs> I was I was like I was trying to. This morning when I we sat down to think about this topic-wise, I fired off. I was like Kepper, water Sanchez, Berahino. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to do the due diligence. I'm going to go look for names. And I genuinely could not remember this bloke. But after reading this, I'm convinced that he's one of the worst signings. So we're talking Ricky Alvarez, um, Sun- who Sunderland signed from Inter Milan, initially on loan for 900k. Um, now, when they signed him on loan... Um, the loan had a clause saying that Sunderland had to buy Alvarez as long as this, at the end of the season, as long as they stayed in the Premier League, and the the clause was going to be nine point five million. Now, when they signed Alvarez, for some reason he was able he actually he was able to pass his medical despite having a a dodgy left knee, and then as soon as he got to the club, he played thirteen games, and then he had an injury to his right knee. Sunderland stayed up, but after staying up, they said. The transfer was voided <laughs> because the right knee, the problems had actually come from the left knee and that it should have been caught in the medical.
1: <laughs> what, os- over to his right yeah. knee? which, which, is,
0: which yeah. is marvellous. So and here's where it gets worse, Mike. So Sunderland attempted to get out of the agreement to buy him. And at the same time, as part of this bargaining thing in the um, in the courts, they didn't offer Alvarez a contract. Alvarez then went and signed with Sampdoria on a free transfer, and then the court found in Inter Milan's favour. So Sunderland paid nine and a half million no. for a player yeah. who then immediately left the club. And do you know, <laughs> do you know something gets worse. Sunderland then How? Sunderland then lost their claim that Inter should repay the loan fee and Alvarez's wages during the injury. And then one the Led start, you know, like, um, like a football manager um, play. Well, you've, you've seen it on football managers, where most of us are familiar from players who used to play for clubs, their old clubs get back fees, like small percentages and transfers for developing the player. Valestar um, <laughs> Starfield, I believe they're called sued Alvarez Um, sued Sunderland for 350 K. Yep. on top of this. Um, and then, finally, because Sunderland hadn't had a bad enough time, Alvarez himself took him to the court of Arbitration for sport um, and sued the club for a loss of earnings. And yeah. <laughs> But what? How could he and sue them?
1: Even him?
2: better. Because, because no. he argued that that first half of that season, whilst his contract was under dispute, he lost money, basically. And it was Sunderland's fault.
0: They were they wouldn't, he couldn't play for someone else. It was ridiculous. But interestingly enough, Sunderland are currently suing their former club doctor for 13 million to try and recoup some of the learning and But
1: I'm not sure the club doctor is going to have
0: that line around, to be honest. <laughs> no. but, <You> <laughs>
2: but
0: so y- you want to talk about the worst transfer, the financial implications of this are disastrous. Like, we all, most of us have seen Sunderland must die i keep yes I'm calling, must it, I'm calling it because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how i felt watching that most of us have seen it um it's not very good um however they're really struggling for finances to just try and get anything going in the january transfer window and balls and get up like this is exactly the thing but it's just inc- what year is this 2015. It's just incompetence. No way. He, was,
2: he was a good player before, right? He was at Inter, like yeah. Inter's first team.
0: Yeah, but they signed. He had a he had a slightly dodgy knee. They still signed him. Fair enough. And then he gets 13. He plays 13 games. Gets another injury. And injuries happen. Like that, it would be a bad signing if he just got injured. But it's the fact that they went through all of this and then they paid basically 10 million for a player. Yeah who then immediately <laughs> left the club and they got nothing back.
1: Like, that like is phenomenal exception.
0: stuff. Yeah. I did not know that that is incredible.
2: Well, do do you remember the Fabio Berini transfer to, to Liverpool because it reeks of the same. Oh, the um but he the, he, Ro- si- he Ro- signed from Roma, didn't he? Yeah. For like 10 minutes. And yeah. then Liverpool came in with a better offer and and he Basically left like straight away. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's it. The Barini is like Barini and like his contract dispute from from when he was at the Chelsea. Even though his career's been a mess, but uh, like the Alvarez thing, like you want to talk like inept, ineptitude? It, it's just it's unbelievable. Like it, it, it's it's like it's like someone's writing a bad. Like someone's picking like hey, this is the worst a football club can be. Buying and dealing with players, and that's it. My present, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely cannot believe it. He's just been I'm shaking. St- I'm head still
2: God. a little he's, bit reeling. He's been in a state of shock. I think it's so to say. Since,
1: you told, since you told me the Sanchez contract, I've been reeling, but that—that's <laughs> put me over the edge. That what, it's... what are they doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, like the worst thing is—is is it Sunderland's worst ever signing? Probably, but Dave, um, our last. Well, maybe. Our last lock in the eight, um, you wanted to talk about, so take it away.
2: Yeah, it's it's Mr. Jack Rodwell. Star uh, of the
1: Sunderland. The Sunderland, obviously. obviously. Really is the star of the show. The scapegoat, if you will.
2: Really, really horrendous transfer. Obviously, Jack Rodwell, to to set a bit of context, was brilliant at Everton as a youngster. uh, And then was one of the first of those. He was pretty good, Mike.
1: He, he, was was good. Good. he was good.
2: Yeah, he was okay. He was only he was only 20 or 21 when he moved to Man City. Like he was in their first team from like 17. He looked a pretty decent player. Then became one of those first uh homegrown signings, as I call for Man City, where they realized the homegrown rule needed to be met. Uh so basically they signed Jack Rodwell knowing he'd qualify. Um yeah, so, signed for Man City, obviously didn't really play much, Uh, but given the player that he was, there was still a lot of promise around Jack, Rod- Jack Rodwell. Um, Sunderland signed him in 2014 for £10 million <laughs> on a five-year contract.
0: Sorry, did you just say Jock Rodwell? Yeah,
1: I did, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is he Jock Scottish?
2: Rod- yeah, I was just thinking about so. myself.
1: Um, so that <laughs> Me and Will were cracking up for like 15 seconds before that. <laughs> That's fantastic.
2: Yeah, Jack Rodwell, uh, Jack Rodwell, thank you. Jack Rodwell signed for 10 million on a five-year deal. 11.3. 11.3. Wow.
1: Didn't
2: 70 really...
1: grand a week. 70
2: grand yeah, a big, week. Big wages. Didn't play well for someone that was fair to say in the Premier League. Uh, they eventually got relegated having basically scraped staying up for a couple of seasons um, with God, I think even De Canio, I think it was even the De Canio era, uh, what we're talking about here. Then was in the championship, basically didn't, didn't play because the club wanted him gone. Um, All of those familiar with the Sunderland must die documentary. Um, Basically, they wanted him out of the club and, and the, the board sat him down on the January transfer and they were like, look, Jack, we'll pay you off.
0: Martin Bain at that point?
2: Yeah, it was Martin Bain. Ooh. Yeah, I think so. And he's like, yeah, basically, we need you off the uh, books. Like his tight
0: sweaters, Martin God! <laughs> <Bird. laughs> just a quick side it's note. settlement
2: make, pay him off. Uh, and then basically he was like, no, I want to see out of this contract which I think most people would on 70k, when when he knows he's not going to get that anywhere else ever again, um, eventually led to him leaving at the end of 2018. And because he left then, there was still at least one more year uh, that they had to pay him off. So they paid him off hell of a lot of money. Um, And yeah, in that time, as, as documented, they couldn't even dip into the transfer window in the season when they got relegated To League One because Rodwell's contract was taking up a lot of a lot of resources. Um, So yeah, horrendous. Rodwell basically helped cause a double relegation. Don't think many signings out there are are as bad as that one.
0: But again, again, all Sunderland's fault because they didn't put they they knew they were struggling at the bottom of the league and they didn't put a clause in his contract that would reduce his wages from seventy k. So, but they were faced with paying forty three k a week in League One and they somehow got Rodwell to agree to cancel his contract and I, I don't know about the two of you but when I watched that documentary and they were making out Jack Rodwell to be the bad guy for not cancelling his contract I was like this is shit like I totally understand why like you agreed to pay him that money you agreed to pay him that money you should pay him that money and sort of like the the PR kind of move they did against him was it's just a bit I didn't like Sunderland before but it's just was nasty and shit yeah, he's no, that was
1: great. They, they signed him to this contract. What's he supposed to do? Just rip it up just because he's a nice bloke. And yeah. he knows that he's not going to get offered that money anywhere again. Like,
2: uh,
1: Although somehow he's, uh, is he's he managed United? to get a move to Chef United. Maybe we should have seen their uh, demise coming. Yeah. Signing Rodwell.
0: Drew, <laughs> Drew. Wherever he goes.
1: Wherever he goes. What, you know, like 29 or
0: 30? Pretty well. Yeah, like it's, yeah 29. Uh, I mean. but we it. laughed at it. We laughed earlier when Dave said "brilliant," but like you talk about Jock Rodwell's potential when he when he again he burst onto the scene, he had <laughs> he had potential, like he had real lasting potential, and everyone thought he was good. And then when he signed when he signed to go to Man City, everyone was like, "Why has he done that? Like, Why it's bad. bad, bad." Should have
1: stayed at Everton. Yeah, should have
0: stayed at the Ev, as they say. Yeah. And um, before we move on to do, debate the last two remaining spaces, just quickly on. Sunderland till I die. Um best moment in the entire series is when someone calls Chris Coleman a prick and he says, How can I be a prick? I'm a married man with three kids. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: so good. Like, I'm definitely re-watching it after this. Like, you know. I, re- I remember watching that and then watching the second series and like the EDM continues to blast bit is great, but nothing compares to that. <laughs> I'm a married man with three kids. It's really that good. Whole
2: uh about music and stuff
0: gold absolutely yeah. gold apparently there's a there's a, a QPR documentary on prime with a uh, warnock no. and really? I, yeah yeah uh, and apparently it's really good like it's just uh, yeah. pure wall to wall drama so i'll be watching it later on i I'll need time oh,
1: in that case i know what i'm doing <laughs> after this
0: cuz like yeah. you, like When I saw that Tottenham had Mourinho, I'm like, that might be the best manager to have in a documentary. But I think Warnock might take the biscuit. Um, Mr. David Harris.
2: Uh, One thing lastly with Rodwell, uh, he was already injury-prone before Sunderland signed him. Like He had a few high-profile injuries at Everton. A couple that kept him out for a few months. And he didn't really break into Man City's team, but he was also injured for a lot of the time he was there. So it makes it an even worse signing.
0: Mike has since found the documentary. He's really excited. What's it called, Mike, for all the viewers?
1: It's called The Four Year Plan. It was made in 2011, so God knows what they thought they were going to
0: do in the next four
2: years. (laughs) It's going to be prime warlock. Yeah,
0: it's going to be be real. Um, So, two spots, lads. Um, Shall we... Should we rattle through a few names and then debate them? Um, Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Who do you think, Dave, we should put in at number nine?
2: Number nine?
0: Who's your best one that you think should be in?
2: Uh, It's a tough one, Will. Uh, There's two. uh, I've already whittled it down to three. Give me, give me some
0: time, Mike. There's two spots. <laughs> Who do you think we should be putting in?
1: Okay, uh, my my best two is Janelli and Bula for Stoke. Mm-hmm. yet yeah, another Stoke one, and Juan Sebastian Veron to Man United and Chelsea. You, he's, are he's, a, a, he's a double whammy. You are a, a disappointment.
0: Whammy. You should have picked Bebe, and you know you should have picked Bebe.
1: Yeah, but he was only eight mil. I, <laughs> Twelve. We can do Bebe if we want.
0: Well, the thing is, if we do twelve, we can get in a bit of Alex Ferguson slander, which will um, please one uh, persistent member of the uh, the audience. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: quick, quickly, Bebe then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Alex decided to sign this guy because he heard that some other big clubs in Europe were interested in him, which was total <laughs> bollocks. So, so he signed it without watching him play. I mean, we're starting to get some Ali Dae vibes here. Um he was not million, sorry. Yeah, yeah, eight million. I, you were right, don't man, worry, you I were looked right. it up beforehand. Sorry. Thanks very much. He wants um, My best memory of Bebe is I think it was a League Cup game. He he's just marauding down the right. I don't think he beat the defender. He goes to cross it in and just balloons it into the stands, just nowhere yeah. near hey. nowhere near where I, it was supposed I've to go. A, and I was like oh, no. uh, called like the Bebe show, which
2: is just him. <laughs> Doing bad touches for Man United and, and crossing straight forward into stands. If you haven't seen it, I, I recommend it. It's, it's in, always hilarious.
0: Interestingly <laughs> enough, let's have a little game. Um, who? How many minutes total do you think he played for Manchester United? Price is right rules. So,
2: in the in the league or just ever?
0: Premier League, yeah, just in the
2: league.
0: Three
2: hundred and forty. <laughs> nah, way too high. I'm gonna go like. Uh, in it? the in the Premier league, he yeah. played about seventy
1: three minutes.
0: Seventy five. There, oh, wow. there he is,
1: Dave Harris. Dave Harris. Wow, he's even worse than I thought. Um, uh, he, he has actually had some sort of career after. He's now playing at Rio Varicano. So yeah, yeah. he's not um, a dreadful, dreadful footballer. But he re- he wasn't a Man United footballer. I'll tell you that for free.
0: No. Um, my favourite thing about this transfer is that Ferguson was like, "I've never seen him play, but I had to move quickly to beat Real Madrid." <laughs> what? Have you
1: Have what? you
2: read his
0: autobiography, by the way? Uh, well, what
2: Ferguson, obviously. He,
0: he actually talks yeah. about
2: this transfer he basically says that people were calling him, uh, telling him that, and and basically he said he doesn't speak to those people anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> He thinks he basically just got sold a dream by some people that he trusted, basically. He did.
1: If you watch this guy play, it was a total farce. Anderson?
2: Yeah, Anderson's No,
1: no he had a great chant as well, Anderson did. Yeah, but he was... Uh, uh, he's our midfield magician.
0: Anderson yeah. be Anderson being Ferguson's last centre midfield signing is both a tragedy and also tells you all you need to know about Fergie's transfer dealings in the last couple of years. Um but Mike, let's talk A Lot of money, 38 million.
1: Yeah, th- this is a bit more of a shame to be honest because he actually was a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um he, he never really fit the system. It was a bit of a strange signing to be honest. And all the everyone says how good he was in training and how, and in certain games, he showed glimpses of how good he can be. He clearly was a fantastic footballer, but I think it was almost a case of right player, wrong time. And you're spending 38 million in what, 2002 or something? Mm
0: -hmm. That must be from Lazio.
1: God knows what that is these days, but that's a lot of money right there. Um, yeah. Sold, sold after two seasons to Chelsea for for 19 million, which is kind of the second part of the saga because mm-hmm. God knows why Chelsea then bought him for 19 million. I,
0: interesting, I think it's two things here, particularly on the United side. Was this is Ferguson trying to break Veron into a midfield of Beckham, Skolzy, Keane, and Giggs, which is up there with the all-time great midfields, and who's won a Champions League not long ago, and it's him. I think probably signing him to give him a. To give them a boost, but Veron just didn't work in it too. Like he, he doesn't. He's just not that kind of player. It's just, it was a bit odd, and the whole thing with Chelsea, like, it's a it's a daft signing. But when you've, th- it's just it's just a daft. It's just not a good signing. Like they should have known. The Chelsea should have known better. Like he was clearly brilliant at Lazio, but he was just certain players just don't work in certain countries. Like take De Maria, for example. Just didn't work yeah. in England, but he was brilliant he really everywhere was else he's gone. Brilliant everywhere yeah. else he's gone, but he just didn't work.
1: Mike, I was just going to say that he he played seven times for Chelsea, yeah, in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, he do you know so he didn't was... even didn't even crack my top five worst Chelsea signings there. So they are...
1: <laughs> that was nineteen million well spent for the Chelsea. <laughs>
0: uh, they, do you know what, they've spent nineteen million on worst players? They spent thirty-five million on worst players. Um, <laughs> Dave. I will talk about Varon, sorry,
2: but I've just found a Jack Rodwell stat that's blown my mind.
0: It's Dave started. of the Yeah, it is Dave.
2: <laughs> so, he went a run of being winless in 39 Premier League games that he started in. Do you know how many days he had between Premier League wins?
1: Well, 39 games that he started in, so it's got to be like 400 or something.
0: Is the, win, is the win at Sheffield United... No, okay. <laughs> that uh, would have been a heck of a stat, though. yeah. I, I don't know, Dave. On. Uh,
2: 1370 days because he didn't win a game from Everton until his third season at Sunderland, where he started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my head's
0: gonna fall off after this, yeah. Quarter. What the hell? Bloody hell, how. How. oh my god.
2: Um, <laughs> um onto the run. Great player, just yeah, never bit either of those teams. Just a, a weird one that didn't work out.
0: Okay, so Veron is Verone is thereabouts for being in. Um, Dave,
2: yeah, I've got two others I'd like to put forward.
0: Okay, uh,
2: I think I've, I can't not put in Danny Osvaldo for Southampton. Um, hmm. already a hothead, like he basically left Roma because he got in a a full fight with Eric Lamella in training. Uh, So they knew they were basically signing a problem child. Signed him, scored three goals, didn't really deliver much on the pitch. And then a training ground dispute, headbutts at the time, club captain Jose Font, never never played again. They signed him on a four-year deal and he was on a lot of money. I believe it was like 50k a week, 60k a week. They actually released him halfway through the four-year deal just because they'd rather pay him off. Somehow he got loan moves to like Juve and stuff, not really sure how. Um, but yeah, truly awful signing. And especially at the time Southampton, they pretty much just come up into the league. They needed to make signings that were going to help them build the team and they decided to put loads of money into a striker and, God, it it, it went horribly wrong on probably every level you can imagine.
1: Mm-hmm. Dear Lord. Mm-hmm. There's some great stories behind some of these. Some cracking yeah. stories.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Your second one, Dave? Yeah, I
2: was going to say Alfonso Alves, but I can't look past Mario Balotelli to Liverpool. Just mm-hmm. in the context... They spent £16 million, which in itself isn't actually that bad a fee for a team like Liverpool. But when you contextualise... Was it 18 18 yeah. OK. But in 2014, they obviously brought him in to replace the huge hole of Luis Suarez leaving. Balotelli had been playing well for Milan, looked on paper a decent enough signing. He scored four in <laughs> 28 and only one in 16 in the league had issues where he wasn't really fit, like it wasn't even injuries, like he just wasn't getting himself fit. And they ended up <laughs> allowing him to leave on a free to go to Nice. And the context of him coming in, at the time, after a weird spell at Man City, maybe looked like he was actually going to hit the potential that, that he'd had. And, and somehow, it was just, it was just
0: terrible, wasn't he? Absolutely terrible. Going to return to the best Premier League stat of all time. Balotelli's one assist is to set up Agüero for the title clinching yeah. goal. <laughs> my, that's that's my favourite stat. Um, Balotelli's a good one. It makes made worse by the context of replacing Louis Suarez. I have three I want to mention. Um, I want to mention Muto because I'd be remiss to mention that Chelsea kicked him off the books yeah. because he's a uh, was snorting the old cocaine. Um, it was going badly before then as well. Again, we're not sponsored by them, but there's a cracking athletic read about Mootoo. Um But I think looking at two, and like, I kept coming back to two, one of them's really tragic and one of them's quite funny to me. Um, the tragic one is Roger Johnson. Um, so, sorry, Dave. Gets relegated with Blues as captain.
2: I used to love Roger Johnson, but Get, what happened to him since yes. that's a bit of a travesty. Here. So,
0: he gets relegated with Blues and he's the captain as soon as he left Scott
1: Dan's and you you
0: sort of you sort of look in there going getting relegate taking the centre back from a relegated team is is always a dodgy one always a dodgy one but Wolf signed him anyway 7.2 million so not an insignificant amount of money Um, and then (laughs) they made him club captain then he got relegated again (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but the worst, the absolute worst part was um, he got fined because he turned up absolutely sloshed at training in March. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then um, well, didn't didn't they get double relegated as well? Yes, they yeah, went they all did. the way down to. Leave. So that one, that one to me is bad. Um, I think that's just a bad transfer for all parties involved. But um, the funny one, where is it funny? It's certainly funny. Picture this, Mike. It's the 14th of June, 2001. Arsene Wenger's there looking to beef up his striking options. He's seen this bloke down at Everton called Francis Jeffers. He's looking at him and he's yes. thinking, Francis Jeffers, box in the box.
2: <laughs>
0: so, wonder kid. Ideally, it was a lot of money at the time. He took he took eight million two thousand one is a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. Eight million is a lot of money now, but still, he was already starting to get injury prone um, when he was playing at Everton. Refused a contract. He he hadn't scored a ton of goals for Everton. Like he would showed no. promise. But he hadn't scored a ton of goals. And Arsene Binger bought him eight million, and then it was like Four, two million. Wasn't it? No, it was eight. Was it? I, I read it was more... eight. I read it was eight. Maybe it's four. If it's
1: 14,
0: I had 14 but 14, yeah, 14 well, even well, funnier. <laughs> yeah, it's you, even better if it's yeah. 14. Let's go with that. Um, but see, so, so uh, my favorite thing about this is that like he was some. I read somewhere that he was forced out of the Arsenal team because of uh Thierry Henry and Sylvain Wiltord. And yeah, uh, you look at the quality of the strikers here at the club and spending this money, spending that amount of money on a uh, unproven wonder kid who's got. Injury issues, like it just—it's very Arsenal before before was being it? very Arsenal was a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, barely played. Twenty-two times, scored four goals. His last appearance, lads. Do you know? Do you know when it was?
2: Twenty thirteen, right?
0: No, his last appearance for Arsenal.
2: Oh, my bad. Forty minutes career. Must be what like
0: two thousand three. Yeah, it was against Man United. In the community shield, he was a substitute, and then he got sent off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to go. There we are. Signing um, out. I think he made He was one of my picks. I think he makes the top ten. So think awesome. he's yeah. in.
0: All right. Number number in. number nine is Francis Jeffers. This isn't hype around him. Just even
2: nothing. At any level.
0: So, number ten. Let's recap the options for number ten. Dave's got Danny Osvaldo. Um I'm putting forward Roger Johnson. mike I've got put, Bebe. Mike's putting forward Bebe and Varon. Let's not forget. And Imbula. Yeah.
1: Um no, I forget Mbula. He was bad, but
0: Dave, who was your, your other one was Balotelli. 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 Now between those, what do we think?
1: I like Osvaldo.
2: Yeah, I think Osvaldo, to be honest, and the whole nature of that he never really played, huge disciplinary issues, and then having to pay him off, for two years of a lucrative contract after him wasting the first two years of four years. Um, I think that's up there.
0: Thirteen point six million—a lot of money for a promoter yeah. club.
1: I'd go with Roger Johnson, but I just I like him, so I
0: can't put him in there. Yeah,
1: but Dan's partnership. Well, the, uh-huh. the
0: Roger Johnson one's just tragic it
1: doesn't fit the yeah list. that's sad
0: yeah, yeah. I,
1: like, I think Osvaldo makes it welcome
0: okay. to the top 10 okay and to recap the in no particular order the worst 10 worst Premier League signings ever Kepper, Ariza Balaga, uh, Jack Rodwell Danny Drinkwater Ricky Van Wolfswinkel Alexis Sanchez Saida Berahino uh, Ricky Alvarez <laughs> 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 i'm so glad we did this podcast just because that story is brilliant um balaban francis jeffers the fox in the box and osvaldo danny osvaldo who looked a bit like johnny depp yeah he, looked, he honestly he looked like he just got off a browser cabin it does music i
2: think
0: danny
1: osvaldo
0: um mike if you could remove anyone on there replace them with someone would who would you remove and who would you put on?
1: Oh, Bebe's in for anyone. It doesn't matter who.
0: <laughs> Dave, likewise? I
1: Mike doesn't like. Uh, give it like a year or two
2: of what he's currently doing. Uh, Joel Linton's on this list.
0: No, Joel Linton's not on this list.
2: <laughs> he is? 40 no. million?
0: 40! Speaking of which, we go to Mike Pressing for our Joel Linton report. Yeah, he played left wing this week uh, against
1: <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> 6.6 on who scored. Yeah. Providing Andy Carroll with some, some crosses, I assume. I didn't really... No, mate, so, mate. So
0: much Andy needed.
2: Carroll would have had a brilliant chance to score if Joel Linton had passed the ball any of the five seconds before he chose to. It was no, that's it was that's vintage news, that Joel is. Linton. All he had to do was slide him in. Andy Carroll's on his left. Plenty of time. Big angle. By the time he played it, Andy Carroll had about his sight on goal must have been about an inch of the fucking thing. Oh god,
1: sounds no, sounds you'd... like a hater talking. To be honest, that's just... no, <laughs> you're watching a different game. <laughs> I know, I know one listener that will have watched that game, and and
2: and we've already laughed about it. So
1: no, uh, Andy Carroll missed a lot of chances that game. He cost them that game. He did cost them. I'm not them that I'm game. having this. I'm he not cost this job, and slander. No. That was Andy Carroll's fault. They lost. No. Uh,
0: the Brazilian Firmino, as they're calling him, um. Firmino also Brazilian. Sort of, yeah. Is he is he Brazilian like Williams Brazilian? Come on. I've seen I've seen more Who knows? I've seen more flare under someone's fingernails Christ. <laughs> um Dave does raise a good point though. Um of of the no, signing, of the signing Jonathan not about not, not about John Linton. why'd you your neck it? No one's talking about <laughs> John Linton. Absolutely look not. at him, he's look at him, he's like a mother he's like a mother
1: bear.
2: Ike has a Joel Linton signing. He's pope. a
0: gold card on
1: FIFA and that's all you need to know. Shh, right?
0: okay, so is William. Um of the, <laughs> of the signings that were made this season in the Premier League, which one do you think has the most potential to one day we look back and be on this list?
2: This like signings this season. Sorry. This season.
0: This season.
1: I know what you're gonna pick, Will.
0: Yeah. I know what I'm gonna pick. Uh,
1: I mentioned it in the chat earlier. Yeah. It's
0: not like we were thinking about bullying, Dave. <laughs>
1: I'm,
2: I'm trying to think, to be honest.
1: All
0: right. Mike,
2: oh, have
1: you got one? Uh, to be fair, can we go back last year and, and do Aaron Rambasaka or Dan James? or
0: No, this year alone. This year alone. Shall I start? Oh, yeah, go Three on. Three Brewster. 30 million. Well, yeah, yeah. 30 sorry. million. Doesn't fit the way Sheffield United play. They would have been better off signing Origi. There we go. Absolutely woeful signing. Just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense that they spent that amount of budget on him. Bizarre. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. I can't even think of terrible, terrible ones. Uh, Haberts. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends how it works out for him. He should be good, but... Yeah, at this at this stage, it's not looking great so far.
0: Um, great. on the habit on the habits front, played really well at the weekend. I know it was against Morecambe but he played well. And that's all you can ask for. Um, oh, that's
1: good. I want him to do well. Yeah, I, I think
0: we we are in desperate need of refreshing the superstar crop in the league. To be honest, like um, as some of them get older, Willian perhaps I mean, for, for that yeah, contract. Yeah, I know it's a a free transfer, but
1: talk about it. Rodrigo at Leeds isn't looking good. I'll be honest. Actually, speaking of Leeds, that cotch at the back is awful.
2: Yeah, he, he cocks up a lot, doesn't he, my Christ? Yeah, he does. Good <laughs> grief.
0: I will end this podcast right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, um, maybe Van der Beek, to be honest, of a player that will just never seem to fit into your system or if, be allowed to
1: even try.
0: If Van de Beek was to leave yeah, good shout. without, at the end of the season, like, barely playing, like, is that would it it wouldn't rank on this list though would it
2: no but it'd certainly be one you think of when you think of bad signings
0: yeah. yeah it wouldn't be disastrous I'm not saying that it wouldn't be quite like signing having a limited budget and spending it all on one player who'd only scored eight goals in the championship or is it eleven goals in the championship
2: I don't know well but he's he's making me oh you me don't know my, he's making me my words you were very week. sure when we talked a few weeks ago I'm, 11 and 20. I'm pretty sure that he scored. Interestingly enough. Interestingly enough. Um, yeah. It was 10 and 20, sorry. 10 and
0: 20. Join us in a few weeks when Dave finally concedes that Graham Potter's the best manager in the league and that he shouldn't be satisfied. Oh. <laughs> is, is Ake fit?
1: No, he's injured. He's just not playing? Or no, he's, he's injured, injured Ake. Okay?
0: Um, that
1: will what do about, it. What, no what goal? about Ramsdale for 18 million?
0: Or, yeah, uh, or I feel like Ramsdale last year. I know, Dave, you came on it quite a bit and you were oh, like "Good last
2: you year." Were like
0: Ramsdale keeping Eddie Howe in a job. But I don't know whether that was just because you read your pitchfork out. But No, he
2: was. He was genuinely good last year. Or at least it seemed that way. He made a lot of saves. There's no denying that. Carlin Grant for 14 million. Okay. okay. Yeah. But the thing is my West Brom get relegated as they always do. Colin Grant fires them to the playoffs or promotion. Cause he's, he's too good for the championship.
0: Is Rian Brewster too good for the championship?
2: Um, maybe the Clydesdale <laughs> bank slot <Scottish> one championship.
0: <laughs> this has been some turnaround. Anyway, that will do us this week, um, on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, Dave, if the people want to follow you for more enlightening takes like Ryan Brewster being a better signing than a couple of other people in the league. What did you say? It was that, <laughs> it was that you thought Liverpool should have kept him, give him a chance over Origi. Interesting. Dave, where can they follow you? Uh, Dave Harris
1: underscore 44.
0: Ladies and gentlemen. We really don't. As I've always said, if you want to hear what Dave says, wait until uh, your bins are about to be collected on uh, Monday, Tuesday night. Go outside, find the nearest bin back and just stick your ear in there there you go um, Mike if the people want to follow you to find out why Joel Linton is the Brazilian Firmino where can they do that
1: at uh, Mikey Breslin on Twitter for any Joel Linton updates yeah
0: Firmino you, really <laughs> you, oh, me alright alright Um and if of course if you want to follow for real Joel Linton updates it's at Newcastle United on Twitter you um, can follow me you can follow me at, at Wilhunt17 but please don't please yeah. instead follow us on In and Around Pod on all the socials including Parlour at least well, not including because <laughs> it's <laughs> well. at least if at least if that confirmation confirmation email went through in time. Um but if you want to follow our more detailed thoughts here and around, you can go on in and around Mikey Breslin, hand up
1: Just just quickly on the Joel if you actually want to find out Joel updates it's at N U F C. <laughs> oh is oh, it Newcastle tour. Uh, okay. Yeah, just but, um, just make sure you get into the right place.
0: Again if you again <laughs> again though, if you do want to follow like um if you do want to know more about Newcastle United, make sure you give yourself a lobotomy. Um, <laughs> Mike, betting, how did it go for you and Henry Hodgson?
1: Well, I don't think it went well for Henry, but I actually had quite a good week. Uh, no. Yeah, so you don't, get to, you don't get to tell me I'm doing bad this no. week. And his... We won my double. Before... MK Don's conceded a 90 plus four equaliser to fucking Burnley for the four to one outsider lost on pens and then crew my other team were three nil up at half time and drew three three
0: and before we go mike i've actually got a question in from a listener here which is saying that given it says hi guys big fan of the podcast given given that henry hodgson hasn't won a bet since the betting podcast started why has he been invited on by mr mike breslin care to it's a great question uh, well, I think I'll put
1: that to Henry on uh, on Friday
0: yeah and that is a good that was all leading you to the reminder that this Friday will be the second episode of the betting podcast took a few weeks off there because Henry Hodgson was crying over his loss to MK Dons um, he's vowed never to bet on him again but they will be back for you on Friday to give you all of the tips if you can call them that ahead of the weekend and um, Henry
1: yeah it's probably. more of a weekend preview let's go with that <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally change the <your> name <laughs> <laughs> but um, until next time, um, stay safe and get angry about the Danny drink water transfer.
1: See you next time.
0: See ya.